Good. All right. We were going to talk about the um, words of knowledge tonight, but we're not. We're talking about the healing anointing. I'm staying on track. It's just reversed. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's all going to be good. I'll do it next week. Um, we're just going to do a few more... Uh, it might be two weeks, it might be three weeks, it might be four weeks. I start looking at healing in the Gospels, and it's never-ending. So we could talk about healing for weeks and weeks and weeks, and hopefully have miracles and miracles and miracles every week. Wouldn't that be good? It would be good if they just brought all this, you know, everyone who's sick and afflicted in here, and they left healed. That would be good, right? That would be awesome, because that's what Jesus does. That's what the Lord does. And he wants his church to be doing that stuff, so... Just talking, what did I talk about last week? What was that? The prayer of faith, right? That heals the sick. What else? I'm looking at Becca, expecting answers. I have to go back to my own notes. How's that? Yeah, sovereignty of God and faith, right? Talked about being set free from faith. Sometimes we need to get set free from faith because it's all about God. It's all about Jesus ultimately, right? If someone gets healed, it's not you. Come on. But sometimes you have faith to release on people so that they receive healing. So the four, four, four things, right? Word of faith, prayer of faith, word of knowledge, and healing anointing. We're going to deal with the healing anointing now, and we'll deal with the rest after. Where, where's my wife going? What is going on in here? Or not going on in here? I know. I'm on Facebook Live, I'm sure. Yes. So we're just going to deal with the healing anointing tonight. It's interesting. Um, actually, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, right? Can I just say that? Because of the things that you said, Marie just declared over us, which includes all of you, if you choose to be a part of it, right? But um, we, we were here Saturday night, and then we got up, went to the branches. Sometimes they come, um, the branches, they have a church in Lawrence. And then we went in, back, in the back room and had, had a time, the minister, the lady who was ministering had words over us, and she didn't know anything. She just saw, I just see acceleration. I see a crook work. I see things getting, you know, you, you make a move. She saw the move. And, uh, and then things are going to expand and blow up. And I was like, I said to my wife, did you tell her anything? You know, the skeptical preacher now. Come on, did you tell her anything? And she didn't tell her anything. But it was really good because the Lord wants to do something, and that's why I'm going to just continue to declare acceleration. We'll continue to declare that the word of the Lord is going to come forth, and it will manifest over your life, no matter what that looks like. You know, if we don't believe the little things that he's spoken over our lives, then we won't see the next things come. Come on. And he wants to increase and, and just change and transform our, our thinking. So we're talking about the healing anointing tonight. And I, I love talking about healing. And I started, I asked the Lord earlier, I, like, there's been so many healings we've been able to witness over the years. So many. And I'm just encouraged. Actually, the other night, we, we were here and, Kathy brought a lady in who had, she had a stroke, right? When she was 17? 17 years ago. And she was really, you know, she came in with a cane. And um, I, I felt like the Lord did something significant. We've seen, Joe and I saw two stroke victims complete, you know, completely transformed over in the Philippines, but I hadn't seen it here. And now I feel like the Lord, she felt electricity in her face. You know, we were just praying in a circle. She felt the sensation, the electricity of God hitting her face, hitting her leg. And then I asked her, I said, can you just, stri you know, grab my hand? Because her hand was kind of limp. Well, it was, it was just limp. It wasn't kind of limp. It was dead. And she just gripped me like, you know, I've, I've had lesser handshakes from men, okay? <laughs> just telling you the truth. And so I was encouraged to see that the Lord was releasing something. And um, I, 
I'm just, I feel like that's fuel, and the Lord's saying his yes and amen over us, and wanting to bring us into a new place and a new era, and where we see, come on, unusual, extravagant miracles. But I'm telling you right now, we can bring them in here, and I love it when people come in and, the, and God gives us opportunity to pray for the sick or people who, are, who have, you know, whatever situation they need deliverance. And God wants to do that and bring breakthrough to us. And so Holy Spirit is going to bring a cloud of his presence because that's really where the, where the action really starts to happen. When the presence of God, when the cloud of God, when the presence, the real true presence comes in, and I've seen it a couple times in my life. I've been in here early days. Come on, when we first moved in here, and early days, it's still early days. It's only been a year and a, half, year and a few months, right? And so, but it was mist, cloudy, and people were getting healed in the atmosphere. And so I want to just exhort you guys to just believe, come on, when we get people together, I'm telling you, synergy is everything. And when you begin to come together and you believe together, that's why we like these guys that come up from, the, from Boston, come on, they start shaking the thing. No, we love everyone here, come on. But the Lord loves it when people are hungry. And when hunger brings, it, I'm telling you, hunger brings forth miracles, and the whole idea is that when we, we hunger so much for the Lord to, to see him manifest, and it's not about the signs, wonders, and miracles, although it is. I'm contradicting myself. It's okay, because the Lord wants to release a mir miraculous things, unusual, remarkable miracles, as, as Paul witnessed. Why? So that God is glorified. And, you know, we, we, we live in a world of skepticism. I'm telling you, we shouldn't even watch media, <laughs> unless it's good media. Come on. Because some of the media is just always constantly just attacking anything that would be good. How, mu how much news do you hear on, on your local news station that's good? Like there was a great crusade down in Peru and thousands were healed. You don't hear that. Come on, I don't hear that on international news. And the Lord is wanting to come and bring an abiding glory into the church so that we receive, that we get touched, but more so that he gets glorified. Come on, that his face is seen on the earth. <clears throat> and so I just want to look at Romans 4 and verse 19. I'm just going to talk about faith for a minute because faith has something to do with it. <laughs> okay? It's not about you having faith to get healed or me having faith to I love it. I was talking to someone and I've heard it in, in my own, you know, dealings with certain people. I don't believe what you believe. So I'm not going to, I won't get healed. I said, no, that's not true. Because if it's, if it's dependent on someone else, come on, your faith can heal the sick. That's what we talked about. Your faith, your prayer of faith can heal the sick. Because I'm going to show you, we're going to talk about the sovereignty, and then we're going to talk about faith again. And the, the, the anointing, it's the anointing that breaks every yoke. But Romans 4.19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Talking about Abraham, since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. I just want to look at a few things. I'm going to pray real quick, okay? Real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit that gives us a totally understanding of, of the Word of God. So, Lord, I ask, as, as almost every week I do, I ask that the spirit of wisdom and revelation be released over us, that we would actually receive from you things that we can't receive in the flesh, and that you would do that supernaturally. We thank you for the power of God in this room that releases God, releases the goodness of God, releases the presence of God, the conviction, and the righteousness and the glory of God. We thank you, Father. I just ask that you open the word to us that we'd receive in Jesus' name. So here we look at these couple things where we see that you can have faith that needs strengthening. How many's faith needs to be strengthened? I don't know. If, I'm, if you're in the room and you're alive, your faith needs to be strengthened. Because my body... I. I can believe for so much in my body. Come on. In my own body. 
Like I said, I was testifying last week. You know, sometimes I've had all of a sudden these neck issues and all of a sudden they're gone and I don't notice till two days later. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that was because of my unbelief, but God was doing something slow. And so God wants to give us, he wants to strengthen. It says here that he was strengthened in faith. And it says that he was, in another version, in the Amplified, it said, not being weakened in faith. So you can have weak faith. Someone say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's okay. Come on, because God wants to strengthen our faith. You have faith, and it needs to be strengthened. And Jesus said to his disciples, ye have what? Little faith. And I find it interesting because it's little, when he says little faith, it's small and undeveloped. That's what the word means. That means that our faith needs to be developed. It needs to grow. It needs to increase and mature. Say hallelujah for maturity. I really like that because that makes me feel like, okay, God, you can help me. And the Lord wants to bring us into that place where all of a sudden our weak faith becomes more and more strong and he wants to strengthen us and grow. It says this, that Stephen was full of, if there's something about faith, come on, Stephen, the evangelist, who was a martyr, he got killed for his faith, he was stoned to death, right? It says that he was full of faith and power. And so I want to be full of faith and power, right? And so do you. And it says, it's, Peter said this, add to your faith virtue. So something happens when we, when we receive, right? You've, you've been given a certain amount of faith. We've all been given a measure of faith, Romans tells us. And then Corinthians tells us that there's a gift given that is the gift of faith that's given and administrated by the Spirit. And so if your head's not spinning yet, don't worry, it will, will more. But I'm going to give you a lot tonight, but it's going to be good because you're just going to be able to take some of it totally by not intellect. Come on, shut down the intellect, and you just got to receive. And not, you know, the Word of God changes and moves things. And so you have to just agree. If you agree with the Word, just say amen and yell and shout and do all that stuff. But the Lord really wants us to add faith, right, virtue to our faith. He wants something to move. When we begin to pray and we begin to believe God for things, it doesn't even have to be sick. It can be situations in our lives, right? Jesus talked about mountain-moving faith. Say to this mountain, anything that gets in the way, you speak to it. As a matter of fact, stop right now. We have to pray for Ben. <laughs> we have a friend, friends who, who their baby, well, he's not a baby, he's three years old said uh, they thought he had a tumor at first, but now it's just a, a bunch of vessels, but they have to operate. And he's at uh, Mass, the Boston Mass Children's Hospital in, in, in Boston. And so we're just going to pray. We're just going to throw this out and ask the Lord to just totally touch him because I'm going to tell you a testimony right now. I had someone walk into, when I was ministering in California, they were going that day to have surgery on their eye because they were losing vision. I mean, cloudy, blurry, gone, swelling, redness, all kinds of crazy stuff. They had to have an operation on their eye. Ready? I'm going to build faith right now. We prayed. All we did was pray the prayer of faith. Come on. I didn't have a word of knowledge. I didn't. There was no healing anointing in the room, but I carry a healing anointing. You carry a healing anointing. So we just prayed the prayer of faith over his life, and instantly he said he felt something move in his eye, and he opened his eye. It was completely clear. So I'm going to say, come on. This can happen with Ben. We'd rather that the little man doesn't get under the knife and go through all kinds of crazy stuff. They're an amazing family. We love them. And so the shearers, we just, Father, we just lift up Ben right now. We lift, up, lift him up. Father, we just ask that you just release healing virtue over him. Lord, we're, we're taking our faith and we're, we're adding virtue to it. And so we just declare the word of the Lord that he's healed, that by his stripes he's healed. Father, that he doesn't have to go through surgeries, that he doesn't have to go through anything else, that as they test him, that as they keep monitoring him, all of a sudden something changes and he won't have to go through any surgery. Father, we just ask that you just release that. We're not praying for the guidance of the hands of the surgeons or anything like that. Lord, we're believing for a complete miracle over this young, this little man right now in Jesus' name, that you'll do that and there'll be breakthrough and they'll give glory to you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We just speak to every vessel, 
all the clogging, Father, you just begin to open it and widen it and do whatever you need to do, that there would never be any complications there ever, ever again. And thank you for eternity and the power of the Holy Spirit that will do that. And we command healing in his body right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just pray, keep praying for him, right? Just like we talked about last week, Elijah just kept praying for the cloud. Come on, praying for the rain. He said, until my word. He just prayed, prayed seven times. No, nothing. Then the, something small. And so we just believe God for that. So I just encourage you, I said this last week, just to revisit the Gospels. If you go through the Gospels and start reading stuff about Jesus and healing and the acts of the apostles and healing and all the signs and wonders and things that happened, I'm telling you, you you'll, get in, you'll get invigorated. The, the presence and the power of God will invigorate you, and that will, come on, invigoration by the Spirit is the energy, the inner man getting fed by the power and presence of God. So I just want you to be encouraged and empower your faith. We're going we're gonna to empower faith tonight. And so just revisit those things all through the Gospels. It's good. It's amazing. It's food for the soul. Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. We're talking about healing atmospheres. Right? Luke chapter 5 and verse 17 says this. It happened on a certain day. Jesus was teaching. And Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. Huh. And they had come out of every town of Galilee, Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. And so we're just going to go through some scriptures. I'm just going to show you that there is certain places where the Bible talks about the power of the Lord was present to heal. We talked about Peter's shadow last week. There was an atmosphere that Peter carried. It was a healing anointing that as when he walked down the streets, all of a sudden things began to happen. Demons would come out of people. People would be set free. Healings would take place. The cripples would rise off of mats. This is not some... This is something that happened in history. And so we've seen this. And I just want to talk to you. I, I got some testimonies that I'll share with you. Some of them you may have heard. Some of them you may not have heard. But the Lord, I know, wants to do some things in the realm of healing. And he wants impartation for you tonight. If you need healing, we're going to believe for healing in your body tonight. Anyone who needs healing. And I didn't get any words of knowledge. Maybe next week. It seems I'm going to speak on it. We'll have words of knowledge go. But the Holy Spirit wants us to understand and grab hold of this. So there's a suggestion, what? That there was an atmosphere that was charged with the presence of God. And like I said, I've been here, I've been in this place where I've seen the atmosphere charged. Like I can't see to the back because it's so cloudy and thick in here. I've seen the presence, the mass presence of God just in the building. It was funny, when I first got saved, we were, we were Bible college students, and we, were, we went to a Benny Hinn crusade, right? I always read Benny Hinn's stuff right, right from the get-go, right when I first got saved, because I was, I was always hungry for this stuff. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I wanted to know about miracles. I'm like, if we're in the Bible, let's do the stuff. Let's go after the stuff. I want to know how to heal the sick. I want to know how to raise the dead. Would you help me, Jesus? And so he gave me... You know, Benny Hinn, that was my model at the time. Come on. He's flamboyant, he, but come on. God loves him, and he's healed. I've masses of people healed. The presence of God was so strong. I'm going to tell you this because I was in the place. We were, we were waiting in the back like we're at the back of the line with Bible college students in Providence. And the, all this, you know, come on. It's, 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 the, it's the Lord because the door opens in the back. And the lady says, Hey, where are you guys from? We're like, oh, we're Bible college students from Zion Bible Institute. Oh, come in, come on, come on. We'll have you work at the book tables. You can go get your seats, right? So we're, we beat everyone in. Come on, we went in, got our seats, right? B Benny gave us big bags of books to take home. We had all the books on here. I got books on every book on healing that I could grab. I just, just like fill the bags and let the students take whatever they want. Not the point of my story. But it was fun. So we worked the tables, we sold books for them, 
and it was interesting because we were in there and I'm watching massive people just, he would just, with the power of God and the presence of God. And I mean, I thought like, come on, man, it's kind of hokey. But it wasn't. It was the real deal. Like the presence like would thud you, hit you, poof, you know, and knock you down. But it was rows of people. And so I'm saying, I was asking the Lord after, I'm like, God, wow. Like I was, I was in awe because it was so powerful. It was so powerful. And you can think what you want about Benny. I don't really care. I think, I think God loves him. You know, I love him. Regardless, I don't go listening to all his stuff, but you know. And he came to the school. And, but the Holy Spirit just showed me at the end of the night, I'm telling you, God is my witness. At the end of the night, yeah, my wife was there too. We went into the Coliseum. We went into the Centrum or the Civic, whatever, the Providence Civic. And there was a cloud, like the mist. I'm watching the janitor. He's cleaning. They're cleaning stuff up. And I'm saying, wow, you can see the thick presence of God. Does it happen every time? No. Does he create an atmosphere? Yeah, he knows how to create an atmosphere for healing because the Lord's taught him that. And so as saints and believers, if you pursue that, you can create the same presence. And you know how it comes one way, abiding with him, loving him. It's funny, I was like talking to my wife and I'm like, I'm always, I'm always tempted to fast. Come on. <laughs> but there's some things I need to fast about. You know, yieldedness, because the more yielded we are, and it's not about, listen, fasting is not about getting God to love me anymore. Fasting is about getting your spirit yielded enough so that there's complete breakthrough over your life. And that you... Come on, your devotion, the very spirit, actually we'll get rid of, what we do is we get rid of the soul. Come on, we push down the soul, man, and the spirit man just begins to fly. And that's what really, the, if you want to know what fasting's all about, that's what it is. So you can hear clearer. And I want to believe God that he's going to bring such a, a revival, awakening atmosphere to this place. That there's going to be things that begin to happen. That the glory of the Father will just begin to inundate and come into this place and begin to change and move things. The Holy Spirit wants to do that for us. And so we just need to believe Him. And sometimes it's a sacrifice. You know, we've been fed a little bit of a biscuit that there's no sacrifice in modern teaching. Seriously. But there is sacrifice. And the Lord wants to release that. Not so that we, oh, we're suffering for the gospel. Come on. It's counted all joy. <laughs> you got a wrong thinking if you're thinking it's suffering. It's called counted all joy, brethren. When various trials come against you. When stuff starts hitting the fan. When things start going. That the Lord wants to bring you into a place where the, the life of God is just flowing out of you. And so when we have, come on, like Ben, my stomach dropped. I'm like, he's like the best little kid on the planet. And it's not, come on, it's not, God did not afflict him. Stop thinking like that. That's twisted. It's called the fall. It's called things that, come on, physical things that happen. And I'll call it sickness is demonic. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to have the ability, come on, the grace, all sufficiency. Didn't I say that earlier? All sufficiency to have the grace of God, which the grace of God gives you the ability to activate the spiritual life inside of you. Come on, the, the Holy Ghost inside of you. Rivers of living water moving from you and through you to do and to overcome and to believe for healing for people. Because you live in a world that is in desperate need of healing whether it's physical or, or, or spiritual. I'll just call it spiritual because most of the mental is spiritual. 
So sometimes the power of God is not there in what I'm talking about. It's not there as an atmosphere. And so what do we do? We start, Luke, let's go to Luke chapter 6. Still talking about the healing anointing. And I'll catch up with you. Good, I did. Verse 17, Luke, Luke chapter 6, it's in verse 17. It says, he came down with them, stood in a level place. Come on. <laughs> I like that. Jesus brought us into a level place, brought us into a nice, nice, solid place. Right? Level place with a crowd. And his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him. And he healed their diseases. One healing, right? He healed their diseases as well as those who were tormented by unclean spirits and they were healed. Two healings. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for the power of God went out of him and healed them all. And then it's interesting because he goes right into the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek, for you as is the kingdom of heaven. Come on, he tells us how to posture our hearts. The, best, the greatest sermon ever preached on the planet, he goes right into after he what? He healed all the sick. He healed all those who were tormented by unclean spirits. He did that because that's who God is. God's very nature is good, but God's very nature releases healing. He was what? Creator. He's creator. He created you. Don't you think the person that created you knows how to fix you? I mean, it's just real simple. We want to get all this healing theology, and it's good because if we go the right way with it, we're good. But I'm telling you, the Lord, it's so simple. The Lord created you. He knows how to absolutely recover organs. He knows how to change anything that's going backwards in your body. He knows how to regenerate your life. He knows when we're battling in our inner man and we're tormented by certain fears, by certain phobias, by certain things, and the Lord wants to heal that. He doesn't want to medicate it. That's just my personal opinion. I just feel that the Lord will take care of it if we seek the Lord on it. The problem is we look for medication for our pain. We look for medication for any things that we're dealing with, and God wants to just set us free. So talking about the healing anointing, flowing in the power... God healed in the glory. The, the Lord healed in the glory of God in the atmosphere. And the power, it says that the power of the Lord was everywhere. It was moving. It says that it went and healed them all. There wasn't anyone that was set apart that was not healed. We see one thing, right? We see the healing pool of Bethesda, right? We see where the angel came down and stirred the waters and certain people would get in and get healed. It wasn't like that, just for a moment. No, it was like this. The presence of the Lord manifested itself in the... The region. And come on, I've been to places with a healing presence where people are getting off of planes and they're getting healed as soon as their feet touch the ground. Can you believe that for yourself or is that too far-fetched? I believe it because I've seen it and witnessed it and heard testimonies of it. And the Lord wants to release that over New England. Can I say that? That there could be a great healing anointing. There could be a great healing awakening. There could be a great Come on, it can happen if the people of God, or it's just someone, God's just looking for one person. Come on, tell me, Ernie, it's me, it's you. Come on. And so this is why, come on, I constantly go back forward. God, do I need to fast? Not to gain his favor, but come on, I want to see a manifestation of the presence of the Lord like we don't, like we don't see. Church should not be boring. Stuff should be going on that you just, that changes the molecules in your body. Can I go there? Yes. Dimensions that we don't know about, that the Lord wants to release over our lives. Why? Because the presence of God is there to change and move things. And so Habakkuk 3, verse 3, says this, God came to Taman, the Holy One, 
from Mount Paran. And then it says, His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of His praise. So the glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of His praise. And it says, His brightness was like light. Habakkuk 3, verse 3 and 4. His brightness was like the light, and he had rays flashing from his hand. And there, his, hidden, his power was hidden. And I just want to, you know, it was interesting. Yes, but it was not, it was probably back when we were doing awakening meetings. I don't know if it was in Portsmouth, or it might have been even earlier. It might have been when we were at the bridge. And I remember someone coming in, or it may have been, I don't know. So many things happen, so many places. I don't know where it happened. How's that? I just know this, that the presence of God was so thick in the place where we were ministering that the, the presence, come on, the glory of God, that people began to get healed of all kinds of back situations. We laid hands on a guy and his back received healing because he had a fused, come on, his spine was fused together. I'm just going to give you some testimonies as I go because it gives, it brings faith and it stirs faith inside of you. And the power of God hit the man and he said, I feel heat all down my spine. And then he just began to bend. And I said, could you do that before? He goes, no, sir. And so you have to believe that the presence of the Lord is there to heal people. Come on, this fire. The, what does it say? His flash. It's in the hand. <laughs> How do you lay? It says he laid hands on people and released the fire of God. The fire of his presence, the goodness of God, rays of flashing from his hand. And it was stored, come on, right in my hand. Why? Because me, I'm Jesus? No, I'm not Jesus, but I'm a vessel that God can use because I'm just going to yield myself and I'll just step out and allow the Lord. But if we never, 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 ready, I'm going to go back on that train again. If we never step out, if you don't stop praying for people, if you don't begin to pray for the sick, if you don't begin to... Take just a moment. Come on, if someone in the room's got a headache, come on, it starts with a headache. It starts with the little stuff. And God wants to deal with the big things. He wants to deal with stage four cancer. We've seen the stage four cancer just by repentance. More than once. Just from repentance, stage four cancer healed. Saying, God, I just release unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a biggie. You know that, right? When we don't forgive, when we don't release people, it blocks our whole, come on, our whole spirit man up. Things can't flow. And so I'm going to talk tonight a little bit more about the healing anointing that's tangible. Tangible in substance, right? John G. Lake, actually it said Paul, Paul the Apostle, right? It happened with John G. Lake too. But Paul the Apostle used to what? They used to place, he used to, they used to take his aprons. Take something that he was wearing. It's crazy. You ever see David Hogan? You guys should watch a David Hogan video. I'll get you started. He's, he doesn't care and he doesn't fear anybody. You should watch David Hogan. Seriously, bro. He put, they'd come up, they put all their coats and all this stuff. And he just walks. Because he's seen crazy like i think over 20 people raised from the dead in mexico raised from the dead jim raised from the dead i'm telling you the truth this is the truth and so what happened was they'd take things off of paul and they'd send them out and i've watched this we prayed just a simple home group come on just a home group we prayed we believed for uh What is that? It's a digestive disease. It's chronic. Crohn's disease. That was it. And it was in Germany, right? The lady in Germany that I had met, I met her at a conference, young girl, probably in her 20s, and she had Crohn's disease. We prayed, and I sent it in the mail. And I thought, man, I'm crazy. This is just crazy. But I knew that the Lord instructed me to do it. We just laid, laid hands on it. We prayed in a circle, probably about 12 of us. Come on. And we sent it to Germany. Come on, we're going to bust out all of one belief in the room tonight. Sent it to Germany. I said, I just left instructions. This is what the Lord said. said Can you just lay it on your stomach at night when you go to bed? 
I get word back two, two weeks later through Facebook or email. I'm completely, I'm back, because she was like down. She couldn't go to work. She was so messed up. She was back to work in like a week. Like she was like, Miles, it was just, it's crazy. You're not gonna believe. I said, right. Come on, help our unbelief, Father. There's so many good things. I got, I've got lists. And this isn't even all of them. I started thinking, guys, we gotta start writing down Chronicle, right? We gotta start writing down all the stuff that the Lord does. Just through physical healing, it would just blow our minds. I know that through over the years that we've seen, I know that I've seen at least 100 people healed. At least. Right? Because God's good. He just wants to do it. And I've had frustration because I haven't seen them healed. I've had direct, this just really, really clear words of knowledge. And people wouldn't get healed. And I'm like, what's the problem? Like, no knowledge of what people's disease, whatever was going on. No knowledge of it. And then I'd have the word of knowledge and it wouldn't happen. Talk about make me grumpy. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I would get frustrated. I'm like, God, what is the problem? The problem must be me. See, immediately you start blaming yourself. God, it must be me. I don't have enough anointing. Dun, 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 dun. You know, you start running in your head. And the Lord wants to bring breakthrough. <laughs> There's some munchkins in the back. <laughs> That's okay. So you want to really understand don't ever let someone tell you that it's not tangible and transferable. Because tonight we'll just transfer it, right? I'll take whatever I have and I'll give it to you. Because I know you. I can do that, right? A lot of times we think we just get impartation because, you know, we're flying by people and we just go to a conference and we get, you know, jacked up and we get something for a little while and then it wanes away. But the Lord wants to release something of life on us, right? So it can be transferred from one person to another, because I just showed you that. If it can go through a cloth, it can go through my hand to you, right? It can do it, right? So we need to understand that Jesus is the healer. That's it. The only thing I'm releasing is that the only thing that I would release tonight on you, right, is what's on me. It's something that I carry. That's all. It's just because it says he gives gifts as he wills. So you've got a gift that you could actually give and transfer to someone else. Do you know that? But the idea is that you bring people along that are around you, that you, you come on, and that are family. I think that's the best way to do it because Paul gave it to Timothy. Joshua, I mean, Moses gave it to Joshua. That's how it works. You know, it says, know those who labor among you. And don't be quick. It says, don't be quick to have hands laid on you. Don't be quick. I'm like, hmm. Anyway, that's something else. Sorry. So even the, even the disciples recognized that there was a different anointing, a manifest power, something would happen in the atmosphere with Jesus. Because they wouldn't have said, you know, we went and tried to cast the devil out of, out of that guy's son and we couldn't do it. How do we do it? How, teach us how to pray, Lord. And then we go to church. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as amen. No, there's life. There should be life to that prayer. Our Father, come on, great and glorious Father, full of glory, full of power, full of all sovereignty all over the earth. Our Father who's in heaven, he lives in the place where we don't, and he can give us access to the places that we don't. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be. Your name is amazing. Your name is so powerful. Your name is outrageous in the nations, all over the earth, all over the galaxies. And then we pray this prayer. On earth as it is in heaven. We declare the goodness of God that we want access of what's in heaven and we want to bring it to the earth. And that's why we, the disciples knew that Jesus was walking with something that they didn't. And so if I know that I'm walking with something that the Lord's not walking with, then I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him, Lord, teach me what it is. And you know what you can expect? God will release that to you. 
God will give it to you. He absolutely will give it to you. And the gospel is power. The, the blood of Jesus Christ, when he died, this is another thing. We don't even understand that the stripes, he gave himself on the cross so that you would have salvation first, right? No. No, you'd have all these things. You'd have salvation. You'd have deliverance. You'd be healed. The power of the cross and his resurrection. Because when he gave his life, he gave everything. He just spilled his life so that we would, that by his stripes, by his stripes, there'd be freedom, liberty, and healing. By his stripes, your soul would no longer be cast into utter darkness. By his stripes, the life of God would now transfer from him completely into you because he's the son of God and he was the bridge, right? The bridge, he was the bridge from me to God. And I have to go through the blood of his son so that I can receive the life of God. Otherwise, I'm just walking in religion and dead works, And so the Lord wants us to understand that healing comes from him only. The blood of Christ brings redemption. It redeems our flesh. It renews us. It brings wholeness. And so, again, and healing comes through the word of God. So if we don't have the healing anointing, if the healing anointing is not abiding in us, this is what I talked about last week, that they used to just spend whole sessions when there was 150 evangelists all over the nation, right? This was in America, and there was miracles at large all over America, 1950s, before my time. Come on. I'm still young. But the Holy Spirit was moving all over the place through a few good men and women. Amy Simple McPherson. Catherine Kuhlman, they were ladies that were generals and they were operating out of a healing anointing. But what they would do was teach in the morning sessions all about the word of God, what the Bible says about healing. Because why? Faith, we grab faith by hearing. And so the Lord wants us to understand that, that the word is always true. This word is always true. And so if I can't have a, if the cloud of glory is not in the room to, if I pray for you, then all of a sudden I just abide in the word. The word says you healed. Moses raised the stick in the desert and showed me that healing was from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Said, look at the serpent on the cross, right? So Jesus laid hands on the sick. And so it says this, Luke 4.40. When the sun was setting, oh, I got my preach on tonight, huh? Amen. When the sun was setting, all those, who, all those who had any, back up. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. The funny thing was, it was a man named Or Roberts who's passed away to be with the Lord. But he used to go to like William Branham meetings and William Branham would have like this prophetic anointing and there would be the cloud of glory and there would be just mass healings, mass healings. Like he'd just begin to declare it and then boom, power of God would hit the whole tent. Thousands of people in a tent and the glory of God would hit and they'd get healed. And Oral Roberts would do this. He'd pray for every person in the sick line. He would just pray, one, be healed, be healed, be healed. And the Lord would just work like that. But he knew the word. Come on, he was a word guy. He totally knew the word. So I just, this, for whatever reason, but the law of contact and transmission means that Jesus' hands would hit people and release healing right? Faith with virtue, like we were talking. And virtue is what was going out of Jesus, which was dunamis power, which was the power of God, the presence of God, the electricity, right? We feel electricity. Sometime you may feel electricity in your body. 
Sometimes you're sitting there, and we could be, look, I could be preaching right now, and if you have a condition in your body, and you feel heat, electricity, or even cold. Come on, I can feel cold. We've seen that, just all of a sudden people get healed instantly, because it's not about someone laying hands on you. But it's about the virtue of the Lord moving through the, through the room. So virtue is what? The inherent, inherit, which is an inheritance, the inherent power that resides in you, and it belongs to you by nature. Come on, by the nature of God. And so faith says, if I can only touch the hem of his garment. And God wants to just really grab us in this. Listen, the transferable anointing, that means that all of you can receive a transferable anointing here, because I'm just going to shut this thing down in a minute, okay? I'm just going to give you a few illustrations. Because Moses, right, it said that he had to give. He couldn't do everything, right? And he transferred what he had to the seventy. And the same thing happened with Jesus. Jesus had the 12, and then it says that they went out, healed the sick, did all kinds of miracles. Then it says that he had the 70. He sent out the 70, and they came back rejoicing. And then at the day of Pentecost, it was given to 120. And then in the book of Acts, it says this, because you really want, I want you to grab hold of this, because this is generational, this is legacy. This is what we need to grab hold of, because the Lord can do this. It says in Acts 2, verse 38, it says, Then Peter said to them, Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So repentance, what? So salvation comes to your life. We repent, we turn, we change. It's a change of mind. God changes us in our minds, because we repent. We just give our lives over to him, right? Then we go and we get baptized in water, immersion, repentance. Come on, take, going from the old life to the new. You come back up in newness of life for the remissions of sins. And then it says you shall receive what then? So you get one baptism, then you get another baptism. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. But then it says this, for the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God our God will call. So it's generational. The Lord can release a generational blessing tonight. We're going to receive it by transference over our lives because it's going to be blessing. It's going to be increase over your life so that you walk in something that you didn't walk in before. And the newness of life will come to you because you give yourself to him. Romans 1 said this, says this. Paul said, I long to be with you so that I can impart to you a gift. There's something about impartation in the scripture. Because the hand of God will come upon you and you will lay hands on the sick. Just like Jesus said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. It came upon him. And so if you... And he said, if you believe in me, what happens? <laughs> what happens is when you all of a sudden believe in him, all of a sudden there's a river of life. There's something that you're, act you're acting different than you did before. Why? Because the life of God is moving and flowing inside of you. And there's a change and a shift. And so it says, if you believe in me, the rivers of living water will flow out of your belly. And so we want to be in one accord with all this. God wants to release a spirit of unity, something, being of one mind, one faith, and everybody in the house believing. This is what I was talking about before, the synergy that the Holy Spirit wants to release on the body so that we're released into what we've call, we're called to. Because you activate something. When your faith mixes with mine, it activates something. When I believe something and you continue to come alongside and we're believing together and then that activates something what is it? it says when two or more agree there he is in our midst so how does presence come it comes with agreement and so the corporate atmosphere is that more come on it's easier i've seen it so many times that when you have a corporate atmosphere expecting and ready to receive healing healings happen Miracles happen. Stuff's starting to happen in the midst, right? 
and testimonies release faith. So I'm just going to give you a few testimonies, and then we'll shut this down. But the Lord wants to just, I just started thinking about, you know, I had, God knows what we need at the time we need it. And I was thinking about, There was a lady, it was in Nashua, that's where it was, and I went, I, pre I got prepped for a meeting, I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you, what do you want to do? Okay, I did, I, I'm studying my face off, I'm getting ready, preparing in the word, I'm getting ready to preach, and I said, what do you want to do? It's nice of me to ask, right? And he just began to give me a vision. I began to see, I saw a lady in the second row with a white shirt. And he said, I'm, gonna about to rev I'm just about to re totally recover her life. I'm about to totally transform her life because you're just going to speak a word to her. And I'm like, what's the word? He goes, you'll know when you get there. And so I'm like, okay. I actually forgot about it. I went to bed. I forgot. And then I get up, and I'm about to start. And I look, and there's a lady with the white shirt sitting in the second row. Two, two chairs in. I mean, he showed me, like, directly where she was. What I didn't know was that it was the pastor's mom. What I didn't know is that she had lost her husband. What I didn't know is that God was about to totally transform her life, bring a new man into her life that was going to be amazing for her. And I just began to speak these things over her. And the Holy Spirit did it. It's not, come on, it's divine revelation. These are words of knowledge. This is what we'll talk about next week. But it, all of a sudden what happens is a, it, because when you release a word of knowledge, and it is so direct that it begins to all of a sudden change the atmosphere in the room. And so we have to know what time and delivery is. Come on. Because God's about to do some things in our midst. If we just hold on and just believe for what he's about to do, something's going to shift and change. So tonight I just want, I want to release that over you. Is that okay?